Okay, so we uh, we left off on Bayes Ahmed Aleph on the uh, on the bottom. Uh, I'd say one, two, three, four, five lines down in the four lines down in the Mishnah. Uh, we had gone through a number of cases where um, where the again the Yavam. So again, Ruvain is the brother. Uh, Shimon, his brother, passes away, and. Uh, and the question of when it is that Reuben cannot do Yibam um, because the woman who was married to Shimon uh, was somehow forbidden to Reuben and therefore not only is Reuben not able to Yibam with, with, the, with the wife, but that also makes the co-wife, the other woman who's, who was also married to Shimon, also doesn't do Yibam or Chalitza with Reuben because of something about, uh, the, because, of her, because she's a tsara, a co-wife of, of the first woman. Um, so we got to a bunch of cases and now we're up to the next case, which is the case of uh, Achos Imo. So let's go pull up the right chart here. Um, yeah, we're up to the 11th case in the uh, Mishnah. Can everyone see the chart? Achos Imo? Okay, good. So, fine. So the next example of a scenario where, um, again, where the uh, the brother cannot do yibum, and it, it not only is the woman uh, a sewer, not able to do uh, not he's not able to marry her doesn't have to do yibum or chalitza, uh, and it also patters her co-wife is the case of achosimo. What's achosimo? So achosimo, as the name implies, the sister of his uh, of his mother, meaning his maternal aunt. So if you take a look at the at the at the chart over here, the orange chart, it says nine on top of it. So um, Again, you have Avram and Sarah, right, who are married to each other. So Avram has a has a uh, um, a son from a previous marriage. That's Reuven. Then Avram and Sarah together have a son. His name is Shimon. Okay. So Reuven and Shimon are brothers from the father's side, right? But um, um, right. Um, okay. And if uh, if Ruvain is married, but, but, but again, but Ruvain is not related at all to Leah, right? To Sarah's sister. Why not? Because uh, his mother was some other woman, right? So um, even though it's typically forbidden to marry your aunt, this woman Leah is not Ruvain's aunt. She's just his, his you know, uh, stepmother's uh, sister. So Reuven goes ahead and he marries Leah. That's permissible. However, what happens is if Reuven passes away, doesn't have any children, and now Leah falls to Shimon on Yibam, well, there's a problem now because Leah is Shimon's maternal aunt. Leah is his achos imo, the, mother of, the sister of his mother. That is forbidden. So therefore, since Shimon cannot do Yibam with Leah because she is in the category of achos imo, so therefore any... Uh, any co-wife, right? If, if uh, Reuven is married to multiple women, so all those women are also not able to do Yibam or Chalitza. They don't have a Zika to Yibam with, uh, with Reuven and the, with Shimon, and therefore Shimon doesn't, uh, doesn't do, perform Yibam with any of them. Um, okay, so that's Achos Yibam. The next case is Achos Ishto. Okay, the sister of his wife. What do we mean? So let's explain this case as well. So, um, yeah, so Achosh um, is as follows. So again, you have Reuven and Shimon who are brothers. They're, they're full brothers. And 
sorry, hold on. Um, yeah, so, uh, so Reuben and Shimon are brothers, and, um, and sorry, and they're married to two sisters. So you have two brothers married to two sisters. So there's a, a, a halacha, also a fair halacha, that, two, that, that a man is not allowed to marry a woman and her sister. So, for, so once, again, if Reuven's married to Rachel and Shimon was married to Leah, so then that's permissible, that's fine. They're each just married to separate people who happen to be sisters to each other. But however, if Reuven passes away and doesn't have any children, now Shimon is not allowed to marry Rachel because he can't be married to Rachel because he's already married to Rachel's sister Leah. So that's the, the, the issue of Rachel's Ishto. Since he's not allowed to marry Rachel because she is Leah's sister, he also now doesn't have any Zika to Sarah, who is the other, the, the co-wife of Rachel, like we've seen all along. Um, so therefore, in that scenario, that's Achos Ishto, the, again, the sister of his, uh, of his wife. That's the scenario here. That's the reason why in that scenario, Shimon doesn't have any connection to Rachel or to her co-wife. How was how Yaakov Avinu allowed to be married to two sisters if this is against Allah? What's the answer? For Matan Torah, exactly. For Matan Torah, and that's what doesn't matter. The Ramban, though, actually, interestingly, Allah Torah points out that this is the reason why they get to Eretz Yisrael, when they get to Eretz Yisrael, that uh, Rachel dies, he says, because, because even though it's the For Matan Torah, it was, uh, you know, already considered uh, forbidden. It's very uh, challenging Ramban. Um, but nevertheless, that's, uh, uh, that's the scenario we're talking about. Okay, uh, we're going to see, actually, that the, we're going to see more about this conversation Achos um, Ishto, kind of taking center stage as we move as we move along. Okay, next case. Uh, next case. Ve'eshes Achiv Meimo. Okay, what about a woman who is the wife of his brother from his mother's side? What are we talking about here? So take a look again at the next the next chart. Um, if you actually look in Rashi, uh, Rashi explains it also very very nicely. If you take a look at Rashi. It's the uh, third uh, fourth. Third and fourth wide line um, on the, the bottom. It says, Val Ishis Echiv Mi'imo, the wife of his brother from his mother's side, Shemes, uh, that she passed, that passed away, that his brother died. Uh, sorry. Shemes Vinasa Achiv Me'aviv. Shahaisa Nachrisesla. So what happens? Take a look at, at, uh, at, the, at the chart. So again, once again, you have a scenario of Avram and Sarah. Avram has a Son Ruvain from a previous marriage. Sarah has a son Levi from a previous marriage. And what happens? Together they have a son Shimon. So Shimon is connected to his brother Ruvain. They're brothers from his father's side. Shimon is connected to his brother Levi. They're brothers from his. They're brothers from his mother's side. Okay. And what happens? So um, yeah. So Levi is married to a woman named Leah. Okay. Levi's married to Leah. Levi passes away. Okay? Levi passes away. And Ruvain marries Leah. Why is Ruvain allowed to marry Leah? Because they have no relationship to each other at all. Levi is not Ruvain's brother. So Ruvain marries Leah. Again, doesn't mean that even that Ruvain married Leah. This has nothing to do with Yibam. Right? This wasn't because uh, they had no children. First of all, if they did have no children, then Ruvain... Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it would be no impact in terms of Yubim at all. There's actually no Yubim. We'll talk about that in a second. But the, the point is that Levi passes away or, or gets divorced from Leah 
anyways, the bottom line is that they, he was married to Leah, and Leah, um, and now their marriage is dissolved. What happens? Ruvain decides to marry Leah on his own volition, happens to marry her. Why can he marry her? Because he's not related at all to, uh, to Leah at all. So he marries Leah, no problem. Okay? Now Ruvain dies with no children. So what would you think? Ruvain, Shimon should do Yibum with Leah. Why? He has no relationship to Leah, so he, she's just his brother's, uh, his brother's wife. However, that's not true. Why? Because the truth of the matter is that Shimon does already have a relationship to Leah. How is that? Leah was his brother, his half-brother's wife, his brother's wife on his mother's side. Okay? The Isser of marrying your brother's wife is an Isser. We've mentioned this at the way beginning, right? The whole, origin, the, the whole concept of Yibam is that it knocks out this general Isser of a man is not supposed to marry his brother's wife. And that's true whether the brother is your whether the brother is your brother on your father's side or your brother's on your, on your mother's side. That Isser applies on both sides. Okay? However, so if that's true, doesn't Yibam usually knock out that prohibition? Right? We said it doesn't matter. Even though you're right, typically you're not allowed uh, to marry your brother's wife. Yibam says you're, you're supposed to now. However, that's only true when it's a brother on your father's side, not a brother on your mother's side. So what happens? So let's take a look at how this works. Shimon was already usher to Leah. Why? Because she was his brother's wife. Okay? Now, she, now she's no longer married to, her, to his brother. So that you think that relationship ends. Now she marries his brother on his father's side. And that, and that brother dies with no children. So what would you say? Again, he should do Yibam. The answer is he doesn't. Why not? Because the original Isser of Achos, uh, of Aishas of, of Achav, that he, she was his brother Levi's wife, that Isser remains even if Levi passes away. And that Isser is not overrided by Yibam. So therefore, even though in terms of his relationship to Ruvain, he should be allowed to marry Leah because she is, just, she is his brother from his father's side's uh, wife, he retains that original Isser that he had originally in her original marriage, which was that she was Levi's wife, his, the, the, the wife of his, um, of his uh, brother from his mother's side. So, and that's a little confusing. But the, the bottom line is that this, this Isser of Eishas Ach um, applies on both sides, whether it's your brother's wife from your father's side or your brother's wife from your mother's side. Um, and the point is that even if Let's say in this scenario, the brother passes away and this woman, or, he, or, she, or they get divorced and this woman is no longer married to your brother. It doesn't matter that Isser maintains, it stays in place. And even if she would go ahead and marry your other brother, who is your brother from your father's side, if he passes away, there is no Yibum because the original Isser maintains itself. The original Isser, which was um, the, the Isser of Eishis Achiv Mi'imo, it stays in place. I mean, that's why in this scenario, uh, the, again, Reuben does not do Yibam on Leah, and if there were any, uh, sorry, Shimon does not do uh, Yibam on Leah, and if Reuben had any other wives, Leah had any other co-wives, again, they are exempted from Yibam and from Chalitza uh, because of this relationship. Okay. Uh, okay, so now we can turn the page to Amma Beis, um, to the next case. The next case, case number 14. Echav Echav Ba'olamo. Okay, so what happens if the following case happens? Okay, look at Rashi. Rashi explains it also on the top of base on the base. Rashi explains on the left side. Kegon Ruvain below Banim. So Ruvain 
dies and he has no children. However, his brother is only born after he died already. Okay? Vishmo um, Levi. Okay? If you take a look, if you notice our charts, our charts are using the Reuven, Shimon, and Levi that Rashi uses. That's how it keeps the thing simple. Okay? Ve'amad Shimon, right? So there's Reuven, and there's Shimon, and there's Levi. So Reuven is the first brother. Um, he passes away. Shimon was alive at the same time as Reuven. And Levi only comes to be after Reuven has already passed away. So Reuven and Levi were never alive at the same time. Okay? So what happens? Uh, so what happens? So Reuven passes away, right? And Shimon marries Reuven's wife. Fine. And Shimon has another wife also at the same time. Okay, so what happens? Um, and now Shimon dies. Okay, now Shimon dies. And now Levi has, again, these two women who come to him for Yibo. So again, Shimon and Levi were alive at the same time. However, Reuven and Levi were never alive at the same time. So since the halacha is, when it comes to uh, Yibam, the Pasuk says, Ki Yeshu anashim yachdav, right? When two brothers live, they're living together at the same time. Ki Yeshu achim yachdav. And then this whole story happens. So we learn from there, we're going to see as we go on, that if we learn from there, that if the two brothers are not alive at the same time, this concept of Yibam doesn't apply. Um, so therefore, in this scenario, what happens? So again, Reuven passed away. Sarah, his wife, marries Shimon. Now Shimon dies. Levi is not allowed to marry Sarah. Why not? Even though Levi can marry Shimon's wife just from his relationship with Shimon. Right? They're, they're brothers. Shimon has no children. There's no uh, pre-existing issue to, to, to Shimon's wife. The answer is there actually is. Why? Because, again, uh, Shimon's wife was originally Reuven's wife. And she was Reuven's wife before Levi was ever born. And in that scenario, the Isra of Eshes Ach still applies, but the, is, but the concept of Yibam does not. And therefore, Levi is not allowed to marry uh, this woman, Sarah. And therefore, any co, again, from this pre-existing Isra, because she was married to Reuven, and, Le- and the mitzvah of Yibam doesn't, doesn't uh, get you know, put, into, put into action unless Levi and Reuven are alive at the same time, which they were not. And therefore, Levi cannot marry Sarah and any... He has no Zika, no connection to Sarah, no Yibam, no Chalitza, and therefore any woman who is a co-wife to Sarah at that time also does not end up, uh, does not have, uh, will not be able to do Yibam or Chalitza, has no connection to Levi. Okay. Um, I just want to make it clear, if there are any, I know these cases are a little complicated, I'm hoping they're becoming a little clearer from, this, from these charts and etc. how we're explaining it, but if there's anything that's not clear, please, please feel free to, to you know, let me know and we'll... Uh, Can you clarify one thing? Yeah. Um, more simple case. Ruvain is married to two women. He dies without children. And now Shimon, does he marry both women in a normal case or he picks one to marry? I believe he picks one. I believe he picks one. Both of them are possible to marry. I believe he only marries one. I'm not... It could be he's allowed to marry both. Because um, you're right, the language is V'naf Lushteyan Lifnei Levi. Right? So he could marry both. That's a good point. Um, it's a good question. Let me see one thing and see if I have. Um, 
Oh no, good question. I think the answer is, is that he can can do it with a, uh, can do it with as many of the wives as possible. But I'll I'll check how many. It's a good question. Right, we should deal with the basic shallows before we deal with all the complicated ones, right? Um, okay, I'll check that out. It's a good question. Any other questions yet so far? Clarifications? Okay. Hi, that's a good question. Thank you for bringing it up. Um, okay. Um, good. So we just did Aisha, and let's do case number 15. Case number 15 is Kalaso. Kalaso is his daughter in law. Okay? So what happens in such a case? Uh, Rashi explains Kalaso. Rashi now is all the way down in the skinny lines, almost right in the middle, a little bit down in the skinny lines, where it says the Kalaso um, is the, the deeper muscle. It's like three or four lines up for where, it's at, for where the Gemara begins. Rashi says the Kalaso, Shemes Beno, Benosa Echov. So what happens? Ruven, take a look at case number 15. Uh, in the green, the green box here. So Ruvain uh, has a son, Yitzchak, right? And Yitzchak is married to Sarah, like a normal scenario. And what happens? Yitzchak, um, Yitzchak passes away. Yitzchak passes away with no children, and, his, and Yitzchak's wife marries Shimon, just marries him, right? He had no brothers, whatever. She just marries Shimon in a normal scenario. Um, and what happens? So now Yitzchak, uh, Sarah is married to Shimon. Now Shimon passes away also with no children. Then Shimon is Reuven's brother. However, Reuven cannot marry Sarah. Why? Because she was originally his daughter-in-law, and it's forbidden to marry your daughter-in-law. So therefore, not only is Reuven not did not do Yibum or Chalitza with Sarah, he also doesn't do Yibum or Chalitza with any of her tsaros, any of the uh, any of the co-wives. Um, okay, so that's that's uh, that's all fifteen cases. And continues the Mishnah: Elu Potros so these women, right, uh, all, not only are they not, have, do they not have a connection? Again, I keep on saying this language of Zika, right? Just remember, make sure we know what we're talking about. Zika means that connection between the Yabam, the brother, and, and the woman. Um, that Zika is the most important question we always have in the Sechah Zivamos. If there is a Zika, if there's a connection, then we have a requirement of possibly Yibam or Chalitza, or at least Chalitza. Um, and if there's no Zika, and, and until she does either Yibam or Chalitza, she can't remarry anybody. However, uh, and if there is no Zika, so that means she's Pater, Mina Yibam, etc. So that means that she can marry anybody. We don't care about the brother. The brother's out of the picture. So that's like the most important question you always want to know is, does she still have a connection to him or can she just go ahead and get married without it? So the point is that all these relationships, which are us, are all 15 of them. Not only do they make her Asr to him and therefore have no Zika, it also Pater's all of her co-wives and Sarah Sarasen, her co-wives, co-wives, which we're going to explain later. Mina Chalitza, Umina Yibam, Asofalam. They don't do Chalitza, they don't do Yibam. Nothing to talk about. Fine. However, continues the mission of Akulon, I Mesu, and it's amazing to read like three lines in the mission together all at once, right? The Kulon, I Mesu, O Mianu, Onis Garshu, Oshinimsu Ailonis, Sarasen Mutaros. Okay, so what does this mean? So all these rules apply to these women as long as they were married to this man when he passed away. However, if they passed away, let's say uh, any of these scenarios, the, the wife who is the kala of the, uh, you know, of the brother or she's the daughter of the brother, all these examples that we've given, what happens if she was married to Reuven and she dies before he dies? And, but, and then there are these other wives left over. Right? So what happens? The answer is, 
Nothing happens. She has no, her relationship to the brother has no impact. Again, the, all these other women are, are kind of relying on this one woman to, let's say there are three or four wives in the, in, the, in the family. So they're all relying on this woman who's related to their husband's brother and therefore knocks them all out in a, again, in sort of in a positive way from needing, having any re- requirement of yibum. Um, that only works, they're all relying on her. But if she is either, if she's not, bottom line is if she's not married to uh, the man who's going to eventually pass away, she's not married to him when he dies because either she passed away Oh, mianu. Mianu means that she did mion is a uh, some type of a rabbinic uh, divorce situation. For example, if a woman who's a katana, so she's 11 years old or something, and her father in, in the old days, right, they would marry these, these these young women off when they were very very young. So um, if a, if a, a young girl can be married off by her father, midaraisa, but if she has no father, so her brother or sister can marry her off. But the the, the marriage is sort of like uh, hanging in the balance until she becomes a gadola, until she becomes bas mitzvah and can, and can give that, you know, give that ag- agreement on her own. So the halacha is, if she decides before then that she, wants to get div- that she doesn't want to be married to him anymore, all she has to do is something called miyun. She just says she refuses to be married. It doesn't need a get. It's not a real marriage. But if, so the bottom line is, if she would do miyun, again, and she would make herself uh, extracted from the marriage, onis garshu, or they just got divorced, Right, Reuben is married to Sarah and they got divorced. And then afterwards, Reuben passes away. Again, Sarah has no impact on her co-wives. She's not, they're not her co-wives anymore. Oshanimsu Ailonis. Ailonis means a scenario where a woman is, um, she never shows signs of puberty. She never really becomes a halachic woman. Um, so if that happens, the assumption is that in that such a case, we call it, it's a mechachtos. The marriage doesn't really ever count as a marriage because when a man marries a woman, and by the way, when a woman marries a man, she, they expect the, uh, certain things. And one of the things they expect is that they're going to be, uh, you know, um, halakhically male, halakhically female, and, and have the ability to reproduce. If they don't have that, that, uh, that potential, so the assumption is that never would have gotten married. So again, if she becomes, oh my gosh, we find out that she's an anilonist, then again, their marriage is dissolved. Um, so in those situations, Sarah saying mutaros. So then all the co-wives, again, they never had any problem with, with, with the brother in the first place. They were all uh, not related to him at all. So now they're all able to marry him. Um, and, and, and the fact that, bottom line being the fact that there was once this woman in the picture who could, who was related to the brother in some way and therefore had, had removed the Zika for even from everybody else, it doesn't matter if she's no longer married to, her, to him. Um, and continues the mission of the Iyat HaYachalomar B'Chamosa O'Be'im Chamosa O'Be'im Chamov. Right, and obviously this rule isn't going to apply of becoming an Ilonis, uh, Ilonis Oshimianu. Uh, Ilonis and Mianu is Ilonis means that it turns out she wasn't really a, a, a woman who could reproduce. That's obviously not going to be true if she's his mother-in-law or his mother-in-law's mother-in-law or mother-in-law's mother, etc. These are all women who are adult women who have their own children. Um, or, um, so, so that Ilonis and Mianu, the mission is pointing out, is just clearly not going to be one of the examples when it comes to these, these women. Um, okay, so let's just go a little bit further along in the Mishnah. Ketzad Potros. And a little bit, this, some of this is, now that we've explained it, it should make sense on its own. So what does that mean? Ketzad Potros Ptsarosayen. What does it mean that this woman now will exempt her co-wives? So it means as follows. Haisabito o achas mikol harayos ha'elo nisuos la'achiv. Right, if a man's daughter or any of these other arayos, these other women who are otherwise forbidden to him, married to his brother, um, and the brother also has another wife, Umes, 
and then the brother dies. Kishem shebita petura kach tsarasa petura. So this is what we've been saying all along until now. Just like the man's daughter, right? So again, Ruvain's daughter is married to Shimon, and Shimon has other wives also. So just like uh, Ruvain's daughter, Ruvain cannot marry his daughter. Uh, so too, all of the co-wives also don't have to do uh, don't have to do uh, yibum or chalitza either. That we've been saying until now. Um, Okay. Um, fine. The next case in the Mishnah is the case of what we call tsaras tsarasa, which is a little complicated. It's not. We'll be able to explain it, but it takes a little more time to explain. So I think maybe we should just stop here, and tomorrow morning we'll finish up the Mishnah and begin the Gemara and uh, and finish the daf that way.